Welcome back to season two of The Respectrum, a podcast by the Sex Abuse Treatment Center of Hawaii. This season, we will be focusing on the voices of Hawaii's adolescents, discussing three main topics, healthy versus unhealthy relationships, online safety, and consent. Our second episode features four young men sharing their thoughts on healthy and unhealthy relationships, social pressures, and masculinity. Due to COVID-19 safety measures, these interviews were done online, causing some audio discrepancies. We appreciate your understanding. Hey, aloha guys. Um, my name is Chris Yanaria. I'm from um, Maui. So I'm not on Maui actually right now though. I'm in Eva Beach. Um, I work for the Paul Violence Program, Prevention, Awareness, Understanding Violence at the University of Hawaii at Manoa, uh, the program coordinator. Basically what we do is we give education on violence prevention, like sex assault, domestic violence, um, stalking, things like that. Just bring awareness so that we can create a safer, more healthier UH Manoa campus. Um, and yeah, I'm just super grateful that we have men um, or young young men, uh, part of this podcast. Uh, thank you so much for just being a part of this. Um, we, we really wanna highlight your voices. Um, and I th- we think that your voice is just really important to the conversation, so maha. Hi, I'm Inji. I'm the education coordinator at Sex Abuse Treatment Center. So similar to Chris, I also do education and sexual violence prevention to help promote respect so that we can all have safe and healthy relationships. Um, we also have a K-12 sexual violence prevention curricula, so we'll go into schools to teach students about body ownership, safety rules, healthy relationships, the impacts of sexual violence, and how to get help. Uh, so that's why I wasn't able to join you all there in person, because I'm actually at a high school during lessons this week, um, but we're super stoked to have you guys. Thank you so much, and we really appreciate your time in joining us today. Uh, my name is Romeo, and I'm 11th grade junior. Hello, my name is Kilki, and I'm a senior. Hello, my name is Rico. I'm a junior. Hello, my name is Preston. I'm a sophomore. You sure you're a sophomore? I'm <laughs> <laughs> unsure about that. Um. <laughs> I'm Wendell, say I'm, I'm a senior citizen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm a coach for these boys. This is a totally safe zone, totally safe space. Share whatever you feel like sharing. Talk about whatever you want to talk about um, within the questions that we have. But if there are other things that you that you feel like the questions may spark or inspire you to share on, go for it. There's there. It's this is yeah. This is super safe space. So what we're going to talk about is. Um, healthy or unhealthy relationships. Think of a couple in your life that have a healthy relationship. And then what makes you like feel that they have a healthy relationship? I can, uh, I have uh, my, um, my friend, um, my friend, my friend's been in a relationship for 10 years. Uh, and what's uh, brought them or the reason why they've been together for so long is because it's like very respectful and they respect each other's boundaries and whenever something wrong happens they talk it out and they want to make sure like it works out for both ways and yeah which is pretty good 
So I feel that it's like a healthy relationship, communication. I don't I don't know a couple, but I know like what can I add like what makes a happy relationship? Can I do that? Um, yeah. honestly, I feel like yeah, go for it. Okay. Um, I feel like a healthy relationship is when both people like trusting each other mm-hmm. and like they like respect each other. Um, like what Kyoki was saying, um, that like they just it's not toxic. They like love each other, you know, and nothing like bad happens. If something bad happens, they talk it out mm-hmm. and it work it. It's always positive, never negative. But um, overall, yeah, that, that's why I think a healthy relationship is. Um, can I talk? Of course. Okay, well, um, <laughs> I don't know why well, I'm I'm in a relationship right now, so I mean, I'd say our relationship is very much healthy, and I say this because. You know, uh, we both set our pride aside, mm-hmm. and even when we're wrong, we admit mm-hmm. and you know, uh, forgive and love each other again. You know what I mean? mm-hmm. And yeah, well, person. Yeah, share with us. Uh, an example, or I think an example for a healthy relationship is like my parents. You know, they've been together for twenty years, and nothing wrong has been going on. Like. In those 20 years, you know, sometimes, like, in rea- reality shows, I usually see, like, breakups, divorces, none of that with my parents. They've been going strong for 20 years, and the love between them is just strong. So that's what I think is healthy. Thank you so much, Romeo. And when you're saying you're, you're talking about, like, respecting boundaries, and this can go for all of you, what, what, does, what does that look like, respecting boundaries in a relationship? For example, like, um, say, you know how you both got social media and then say that if one doesn't trust another, like, they're like, oh, let me have your account. And that's like, that's not like, it's like showing that you don't trust the other person on like who they're texting and all that. So I feel like respecting boundaries is like being able to know that they won't do something like that mm-hmm. and that they just trust them. Like, you know, you can, I trust you, you, you can text whoever you want, just you just know that you're mine, all that. But yeah, pretty much. Then uh, I'd like to add on to that. Like, um, there, I, uh, I had uh, my auntie, her last boyfriend, he he didn't really, I don't know why, but he wouldn't really trust her. So every single day he would have her, like, send her location, always make sure that she's at this area. And it, like, I felt like sometimes it was kind of unnecessary. And like, um, which I'm glad she got out of that relationship and she's doing way better now. And she's like, which I'm happy for. So Kiyoki, to respect boundaries, um, like in the example of your, your auntie, it was to wanting to have the freedom to go wherever they yeah. want to go yeah. and not feeling like they're, they're, they're controlled is, is yeah. a way to think that can be, uh, can respect people's boundaries. That's good. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Cause that so sounded like, right. Your auntie's, ex-partner was like trying to track them always sending location like I got to know where you are so that Mm -hmm. sounds like a red flag to me right are there for opening up to the rest of the group or everyone um what are some other red flags to you folks that makes a relationship unhealthy or um, what are those red flags that we that you know should be cause for concern and if you have a story um of of a couple that you know um, you can also like share that. Of course, not disclosing their name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
There's a lot. <laughs> I had um I had a friend, one of my um old best friends. He um one of the one of his girlfriend didn't really like one of my, our friends, so she had him remove him, block him on everything, stop talking to him. And I feel like um if you were to control your significant others like relationships with other people, then I feel like that's very unhealthy. Like if uh, I feel like to talk it out and to see a reason why. Good, yeah, like controlling. So it sounds like that person was very controlling um, of who I guess is in their life. So controlling is definitely one big red flag. Are there other different types of red flags you, any of you can think of that makes a relationship toxic or unhealthy or even abusive? Well, it's kind of like what Romeo said, like, I'd say to me, a red flag is like asking for each other's passwords. I mean, it shows that the trust ain't there, you know, it shows that the trust ain't there for her to do the right thing and for me to do the right thing. So I feel like when, when you ask for a password, that shows that you don't trust her him or her awesome thank you for bringing that up rico because i think the last group brought that up too psa for anyone we really shouldn't be sharing passwords um with friends or even your partners right if you do share passwords to devices or social media accounts or profiles like really it should be your parents if anything and that's for safety reasons um, but yeah, thank you for bringing this point. Like, yeah, don't share passwords with anyone. Um, and that's an interesting way to look at it, um, that they don't trust you in some sense, right? Because they have to see what you're doing, go through your phones and things like that. Any other red flags you guys talked about, you know, respecting boundaries as uh, a sign of an indicator of a healthy relationship. So what does disrespecting boundaries look like then besides, right, kind of like going through someone's phone device or you know whatever i think another way to look at it too is maybe like if you're interested in another person and want to date them like what is the stuff that's like yo nope not them <laughs> what are some of the things that's like oh guarantee not not gonna be them because they they display this or it seems like this or yeah something similar to this which um coach has taught us in boys and men is being um respectful to um, women because how they see how you act towards other women, they're like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to experience this in a relationship with that person. So I feel like, um, like how you hold yourself pretty much, which we're grateful to learn from that. So Kiyoki, what you're saying is being a right role model of what it looks like for, for a man to, to respect uh, a woman. Yeah. yeah. Because you want to, um, cause that's what you want to do. It's the, um, the right way, the right thing. It's the only way. The only way. <laughs> okay, so talking about like how uh, Coach Wendell um, brings you through uh, coaching boys to men, um, you know, you get like some advice about relationships maybe from that program or ideas about healthy and unhealthy relationships, uh, like getting advice about dating relationships doesn't have to be romantic, but can be like in your family, friendships. Um, 
that you've gained from coaching boys into men? What are some of the um, good things that you've gained from, from some of the lessons that you learned from Coach Wanda? The one thing I learned was um, consent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you always have to ask for consent. Um, if you don't, it can lead you in a very rough road. Um, and yeah, it's just the right thing to do. Always ask for consent. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know to what Rico said. Like, when you're like, say you're about to go ask that person, you want to be like respectful. Cause I don't know what fi- other people find of like other people being disrespectful for, like attractive. I don't think that's like one of the things. But now being respectful towards the other person, that's like the one way. And to add on to that, um, coach taught us that uh, to for being respectful, like there's no put downs, and you want to make sure they're comfortable when you're around other people because in relationships, like the boy, the the guy will always like put down his girlfriend, or he would like um show other people stuff that she doesn't want other people to see, which is very disrespectful, and I feel like it's crossing the border out of the boundaries. Um. I also learned one more thing, like harassment, you know, like catcalling. You know, mm-hmm. That's that's very uh, offensive to mm-hmm. girls. Um, one thing we learned with Coach said is probably your character. So even though you know we're all football players, girls girls might not know how we act. You know, some people have stereotypes on athletes. Yeah. So you know, on the field, on the field, it might it might look mean and stuff. When off the field, we gotta be nice and respectful. That's another thing we learned. Yeah, we basically just learned how to treat women, right? Because mm-hmm. yeah, also all people as well. Everybody treat everyone correct. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's great. Um, sounds like a great program. Uh, and uh, just it's cool that you folks have a coach that that does that, um, um, that can share um, these life lessons and skills with you, uh, uh, for, for you folks, because even after you guys graduate. Um, I was wondering too, what, where else do you get your advice? Um, or who do you get your advice about dating, relationships? Uh, it, you know, it doesn't have to be romantic, but it can be romantic. Where, where do you get your advice on, about, about these things? Um, growing up, uh, I lived with, with my mother and her grandmother, and it was all women, like her sisters and all my cousins were women. So I had a lot of um, advice from them. They would uh, share, teach me how to respect women, how to treat them, and make sure, you know, um, what you're doing is the right thing, which I'm grateful to have because I've learned a lot and when I was surrounded by women. Um, growing up, when... Like, I see my dad as, a, like, a role model, you know, and I just try to, like, follow what he be doing, and he always be treating my mom right and all that. So, and then, like, I remember in elementary school, I try to do something nice for this one girl, and I just, I just pull out her seat for her, and I just, you know, do those little things to, like, respect <laughs> people. But, yeah. Um, peers, um, some of my friends, you know, um, told me on what to do and what not to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I got a good um, community of friends. Mm-hmm. You know, they always tell me right from wrong. Mm-hmm. 
No, one thing or other people that gave me advice is probably mainly my parents. You know, you may hear that saying that what you do out in life it reflects off your parents. So mainly, I just try to do what they would want me to do. So I try to do the right thing most of the time. I don't want like to put out a bad image on what my parents or what my parents are like. So yeah, I try to be as good as possible. This is great, you yeah. guys. You guys are just doing good. I just want to give you the affirmation. Thank you so much. Just the way that you guys are jumping in and doing all that and just kind of speaking off the cuff. This this is really good. The next one is, can you share an experience in which the gender you identify with sets expectations within your relationship? So, um, you know, you identify as like guys, men, young men. When you're in a relationship, is there like some sort of expectation that you feel like you have to fulfill as as young men? Um, So I feel like um, a big expectation is providing because as a man, you are always told to provide and uh, care for your family. I feel like another big expectation is, I, this I always heard it's called the golden rule, is you treat others the way you want to be treated. I think um, it's an expectation expectation in a relationship, right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'd say it's um, effort. Because um, if you're willing to keep going after the rough days and everything, that's, I feel like that's what keeps a relationship going. And keeps it strong, so you know because it, it's a two-way street. It takes two to tangle, so once mm-hmm. um, both are trying, then you'll be fine. Like as a guy in the relationship, like the expectations that you have to follow or they see for you, like um, now like oh you gotta be like strong and masculine, and all that stuff. In our uh, weekly gatherings, <clears throat> I'm always telling the kids that. Your character is who you are, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, live by you know, people will identify you by your character, what you do. So, don't just be a taker, you know, learn to give, give mm-hmm. back. And as a, as a person, you know, you always want to help the other person or person who needs help. So, you know, in a relationship, you know, especially, uh, yeah, you know, you don't just want to take, 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 you know, you want to be able to, you know, give help the person or if you're in a relationship help that person build that relationship so it's like an equal partnership yeah equal partnership or you know i mean you don't have to wait for that person to uh you know you, you, know, you can offer to do things mm-hmm. okay you were starting to talk about well what you all shared kind of naturally the first answer <clears throat> very positive things about expectations Mm -hmm. but there are some negative Mm -hmm. contexts right there are things that are expected of the men in relationships so you guys want to talk on that like um (laughs) you you brought up being tough yeah oh like masculinity Yeah, yeah yeah um because as a man there's always expected masculinity and you have to carry yourself out like you have to be strong and like there there will be moments where if um something's not going right or like a family member has passed away for your family you have to show that you are strong so they have someone to lean on someone to um give their pain someone to cry on 
And that is um, a big thing. Expected as a man in the relationship. Are any of you comfortable showing emotion? Like, what are your thoughts about men? You know, right, this idea we have to be protectors, you have to be strong. Therefore, men, you know, are like void of feelings, kind of an idea. Yeah, like, what are your thoughts on that, about men and feelings and how it goes against those uh, gender stereotypes of being aggressive and dominant and whatnot? Yeah, um, I feel like you still be a man if you cry. <laughs> I feel like everyone has feelings, you know. You still, it's just, you got to let those feelings out. And mm -hmm. if you just keep it all in, you it's, it's just going to be bad. You'll be all negative and all that. Mm -hmm. So once you share out, you just, like, let that, let that like ache off your heart and let it all away. And um, for me, I feel like when you're in a relationship and you don't show any emotion at all, that's gonna, it feels like you're not showing your significant other, you're the real you. Mm -hmm. So that's a really good one. That's a good one. Growing up, um, my mom has always told me to like never hold back and always let it out. So we'd have our conversations and I'd be telling her how I feel and I would uh, never hold back my tears because that's me um, expressing how I really feel. It's like letting everything out. So I feel comfortable with like, um, really, I feel comfortable with that. Do you... Do you, do you guys feel like that is a change within this generation? Yeah. Do you think that that existed before? Or do you think that the generation above you felt like they could? Uh, no. Okay, well, you talk about my generation? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, growing up, it, it, was, it was different. Mm -hmm. my, my parents was where the type my generation i'm you know like i said i'm the senior citizen here and uh my parents really didn't show much emotion you know growing up my dad was the type that you know you're gonna cry i'll give you something to cry about you know uh, never showed emotions uh i only saw him cry once and that was when when his dad passed away and that was very unusual because uh you know um for him you know crying you know but for me, I was a big crybaby growing up, and and I, I thought it was it made me look weak. But my mom thought I was the the most concerned about everybody. I mean, even when I play it, I'll cry in front of them because sometimes I love them so much that they make me cry. <laughs> you know, but it's tears of happiness. So um, I don't think it it makes you. My wife loves it. She said, "Guy, she, she you know." She said that's why she married me because I'm an <laughs> emotional person. <laughs> but you know, it doesn't, you know, I don't think it takes away from masculinity because I can cry one minute and next minute I can yell at these guys and <laughs> they'll be afraid again. <laughs> you know, earlier you guys talked about too some expectations about uh, being an athlete and specifically an athlete in the football team and what stereotypes people might think about um, who. Uh, about athletes and about a football team and the ways that they might treat um, like women or girls or whatever. Like, um, 
yeah, can you explain more about that and like the struggle? It sounds like maybe that's something that maybe you folks have maybe come up against um, because it sounds like what you folks, the culture that you folks built is maybe not, um, uh, is different. I don't know if anyone can share about that. I, um, which is funny because it happened to me um, in first quarter. So I have this period six, this is a guy in period six. He uh, came up to me and he said, oh, uh, Kyoki, when I first met you and I saw that you were a football player, I honestly thought you would be the most disrespectful and <laughs> obnoxious guy that I've ever met. But it turns out you're a really nice guy. And um, which is kind of sad because if you're a football player and they're like, oh, this guy is like, um, he's disrespectful, he's naughty, he talks back, which I hope that um, the next generation of players can change and they could represent like, um, kindness, um, respectfulness, uh, honor, humbleness, and all these great um, characteristics. I just want to say this is really encouraging for me. I had my friends were like the football, like the team, and they would res they would respect me, but they wouldn't respect like the other guys, like who are not athletes, who are non athletes, and they would treat them like the second class citizens and would they would bully them and so it's just refreshing to see um you folks young men who are uh trying to change that culture because it seems like uh it's it's an uphill battle um I, I you know it's like it seems like like Kyoki, what you said is like you know that interaction you have with your friend um it's like just one person at a time getting to know you um and and then really changing their ideas about um what it means to be an athlete um a male athlete and so i just want to commend you folks about that it's really encouraging for me thank you for tuning in to episode two of our second season of the respect room if you or someone you know has experienced interpersonal or sexual violence help is available please call or text our hotline at 808-524-7273 for more information or support. If you are interested in learning more about this topic or want to be trained to support youth navigating these issues, please contact us at www.satchawaii.org.